everyone welcome back to southern ghost stories where we talk about some of the most haunted places in the south i'm your host chelsea along with alan hey there we hope you enjoyed our last podcast on the tennessee state capitol if you're interested in finding out more information about the capitol or other haunted locations around middle tennessee check out our nashville ghost map app which allows you to customize your own ghost tour along with our book southern ghost stories historical hauntings Today, we are going to talk about the Jemani House in one of the most haunted cities, New Orleans, Louisiana. There are so many haunted places in the Crescent City, but what happened in that building is so terrible. Alan, can you give us a little information about the history of the property? Yeah, of course. In the early 1970s, long before the Jemani was there on Chartez Street, the Upstairs Lounge was a popular gathering place for men in New Orleans. The Upstairs Lounge wasn't a typical gay bar. While some drinking and other things happened there, it was also a place where the patrons came to worship with the Metropolitan Community Church members that met in the building. It was also a place where local theater groups put on theatrical performances. The Upstairs Lounge was a special place to the people that went there frequently. However, everything changed at the Upstairs Lounge on June 24, 1973. Roger Nunez was a regular but he wasn't very popular among others who frequented the upstairs lounge. He liked to drink a little too much, which made him loud and obnoxious. One night, Roger had one too many beers and started to antagonize some men around him. He successfully picked a fight with the son of a local politician, but was knocked to the ground for his efforts. The skirmish was quickly broken up by the bartender, Douglas Buddy Rasmussen, who kicked Nunez out of the upstairs lounge. As Nunez was escorted out, He was overheard saying, you are all going to burn. After Nunez was escorted off the premises, he walked over to a local drugstore and bought some lighter fluid. A short time later, Buddy heard the buzzer go off. Like most establishments, the upstairs lounge had a buzzer installed for off-hour deliveries. When an employee went to open the door, flames shot up the stairs. Smoke quickly filled the upstairs lounge, and the patrons looked for a way out. Buddy led approximately 20 men to a hidden room where they escaped to the rooftop of an adjoining building. Others there weren't so lucky. As the flames spread across the bar, the men who hadn't found a way out ran to the windows overlooking the street preparing to jump. However, when they got to the windows, they had bars across it. A few of the smaller men were able to squeeze through, jumping to safety, but most did not. Metro Community Church Pastor Bill Larson managed to push an air conditioner out of a window and get halfway out before the glass pane above him collapsed, leaving him pinned. As he struggled to get free, flames consumed the pastor's body and he burned as helpless onlookers on the street below watched in horror. 29 men died in the fire that night. Three more passed away in the following days. In addition to the dead, 18 men were badly injured. Approximately a dozen men were involuntarily outed by the media when they were either showed on the news or they were mentioned by name over the airways as a victim of the blaze. A local teenager named David DuBose confessed to setting the fire, but quickly recanted and changed his story. His alibi was confirmed, and he passed a polygraph test. Roger Nunez was hospitalized after a seizure and fell off the police's radar while staying in the hospital. He eventually admitted to burning the building to his friends, but the police never charged him for his crime. A few months later, the burden became too much to bear and Nunez killed himself.
Today, the upstairs lounge is now occupied by a bar called the Jamani on the first floor. But locals believe that those who perished in the fire never really left. Voices have been heard late at night, and former employees tell stories of seeing large shadows moving around the building after hours. One employee told me that one night, as he was closing up, he heard something behind the bar and turned around. As he looked behind the bar, he saw a large shadow dart across the room and two bottles of liquor fall to the ground and shattered. If that isn't creepy enough, photographs taken in the building tend to have orbs and strange lights in the pictures. If you do visit the Jumanji Lounge, be sure to stop by the Mahogany Jazz Hall just a few doors down on Chartez Street. It's another building with a rich history and, of course, hauntings. We hope you enjoyed hearing all about the Jumanji Lounge. If you would like to learn more about the bar, check out our website, southernghoststories.com. Also, if you plan on visiting the Big Easy and want to take your own customized haunted tour, download the New Orleans Ghost Map app in iTunes and Google Play. Feel free to leave a comment or send us a message on our Southern Ghost Stories Facebook and Instagram accounts. Let us know about any experiences you may have had. Also, give us some ideas on what location you would like to hear us talk about on future shows. Be sure to subscribe and check back with us next time as we discover the factory store building in Franklin, Tennessee. Today, we are going to talk about the Jumani House, which is in one of the most haunted cities in New Orleans. Wait. <laughs> he liked to drink a little too much and made him loud. I can't talk. This is... Ugh. I'm having a hard time today. Are you done popping your knuckles while I'm recording a podcast? Please let me know if you're finished. That wasn't too bad. Was it? No.